everybody. Welcome back to the Ones Ready Podcast. You're in a team room. We have the infamous V-Speed with us. I know you don't think you're infamous, infamous but uh, you are. So, oh, right on, man. Well known. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's cool. Never thought of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So, dude, appreciate you joining us again. Um, from what I've been hearing, you've been doing a lot of work with the, uh, well, I know that I always struggle between what's a foundation, what's an association. So I don't want to mix the two up. Which which one are you are you deeply involved in right now? Uh, the association. Okay. Yep. So you're yep. you're El Presidente. Of yeah, the type I know, of association right? Now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, kind of kind of stumbled into it. It's it's funny. Uh, um, you know, Tommy, my best friend there. He 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 had stepped down and moved into the arena, and we were going back and forth and. You know, through my own transition and kind of bandwidth and everything else going on, it was one of those things where I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, we we had done and gotten so much momentum, um, just going uh, in the right direction. Yeah. And when it came down to it, and had a, like an executive meeting or whatever, I was like, fine, put my name in the hat, I'll do it, kind of thing like that. So I, I begrudgingly, I, I say that loosely, but I, I, you know, I took the position and, and pretty stoked that I did, and uh, we've been building a pretty solid team, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have got a, a decently sized, I don't know what your membership rate is, but it's, I mean, you seem to be larger. I know you're larger than the CCT. Oh, uh, really? So I, I'm pretty sure numbers wise, you guys are larger than those, but I could be talking out my ass too. I, I may have, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, well, Hey brother, me neither. Cause right now it's all speculative, right? I know yeah. last year's roundup was, uh, we had about 300 people there um 300 plus people there which was which actually was a really really great showing um but the one of the cool things that we're doing now with really the tech association is is really trying to um move into that next level and we've been doing that from the, the past presidents have been doing that and just incrementally man we're just getting more professionalized more organized we actually have something now it's called a crm which is a customer relationship management or crm customer relationship management software or customer relations management matrix whatever that kind of stuff Dude, essentially, it's it's where you can actually like gather when people donate or when people connect with us or you know different people that we have that are like key people. We can actually track like information, like I don't know your mailing address, so we can send out cards, or we can send out emails or, or whatever that kind of stuff. Where we can actually really engage with our uh, with our community, which I think is huge, man. It's like just nice. letting people know that we care about them, um, and also just being transparent, sharing what we're trying to get after, what we're trying to do, and, and really work on that communication piece, you know. Well, so, so that's a, that's a good point. Like what does the association, and I, and I don't mean to say like, what would you say you do here? That's not what I'm going for. I just from the customers and we give yeah. them the engineers, right? No. I'm a people yeah. person. I'm a people person. Yeah. yeah no, um, you know, I, the, the association does a lot of immediate needs. I think it, it really kind of the nine one one button, um, for, for members out there, we're, we're the immediate needs. So, you know, if a guy or gal is needing help with like getting a plane ticket or, um, you know, funeral support, that kind of stuff like that. We're, we're there to really help them out. Um, whereas the foundation, they take kind of more of the gold star long-term things. Now, uh, what's great though, is we've got a really good collaboration going on with the foundation. So we're trying to really delineate and kind of agree, okay, Hey, this is going to be our lane. This will be your lane and kind of work through that and really refine that. We've loosely had that over the years, but just really kind of codifying it, you know, because you know how it is, man. If there's any gray there, then you kind of have to spend, you know, a couple hours of talking, like, oh, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? Well, let me go talk to my people. You know, you talk to your people. And yeah, so we just want to have like a clear cut, just marching order and direction of like what we're getting after and how we're going to help out the community. But 
you know, really association, um, we do a lot of things like, uh, you know, helping out sending members to go do um, different support, different, um, you know, uh, holistic, some uh, PTSD support, that kind of thing has been a huge thing. Um, we've been kicking off and doing a lot of like resilience. We want to get a, we've only done one so far. And that was sort of from gents down in uh, Georgia. We had a really cool uh, trip down there, but really just, we're trying to do things of like, how do we give back? What do we do? What kind of return on investment for the TAC community? And um, that's really, we want to, we really want to define that because I had a, I sat down with a, a good friend of mine, Jeremy Mullins, and he's like, dude, our ASOS, and he's a guard ASOS. He's like, our ASOS is, we've contributed tens of thousands of dollars to the TACI Association. And, you know, although we don't need money per se, or we don't need like a direct like return on investment, but like, what's in it for us? Like, how does this help us out? You know, not too many of our individuals are needing the support that say like an active duty guy or gal may need. And so, um, that really kind of struck a nerve, man. I was like, dang, that's actually a good, that's a really good point. How are we directly helping out? So that's what we're looking at. Um, I think I was sharing with you before through text about this, like, you know, how are we setting up our members to be successful before they even get out? Right. Um, I know last time I was on, we kind of talked, I was talking a lot about like air force special warfare tap and everything yeah. else along those lines, man. And, and that program was, it was going in a great direction, but dude, just the bandwidth of trying to just trying to do all that, do those, um, the conferences, the classes, the, the different things we were trying to do, put it out there. It's just, it's just bandwidth issues is really what it boils down to. Um, and so what we're looking at and kind of re-engaging is how do we do this where we don't even need to worry about TAP programming? Yeah, we don't even need to worry about doing the, you know, one day, sit in there one day when you're, you know, 18 months, six months out, one month out, that kind of thing. Like, how do we set people up for success while they're still in? Yeah. And that's really kind of getting to that, like, operator engagement program that we're looking at doing. Yeah, it's and and maybe for the audience they don't really uh, relate to it just because they you know a lot of them aren't serving yet or or whatever. But sure. we do have a lot of members, and I'll just say Air Force members, and and I think mm -hmm. this spans across all of the DoD. But yeah. um, that they don't set themselves up for success. Whether it's hey, I'm going to do a four year enlistment and then bounce. Or I'm going to do 20 years, 25 years, and then bounce. Like they don't do typically don't do a good job of setting themselves up. And that that's not to mean like okay, I'm going to scam the system or I'm going to do something like that. But it's listen, the the DoD and and the U.S. government has essentially rented your body, mm -hmm. rent rented your life for however many years, and there are ways to help compensate that and. A lot of time, and, and I don't even, I'm not even talking about like, you know, VA claims and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like, we get in this bubble and, and, and we think that it's all about, you know, the, the EPBs or the enlisted performance briefs or the sure. old EPRs. I don't know if you yeah, know that yeah. there's a, there's a new acronym now. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not read in and I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, so one February will be one one February will be when you're officially retired and dude, it, it does. It gets sweeter each day. Yeah, so sure. but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we we live in this bubble and we get so used to dealing with this that we don't know how to we struggle to integrate into the, the private sector. Um, dude, yeah. You know, so it's it that's why it taps is so important and that's why programs like you know um and I'll, I'll plug a couple others you know you've yeah. got the honor foundation you got special operations Huge transition one. foundation you've got you know air force special warfare taps um yeah because we've noticed a need 
that that we hasn't been filled and we're trying to right. set everybody up on a on a good trajectory yeah and that's that's spot on right like uh and those programs oh man uh i can't say enough about the honor foundation i love them uh our program is is a uh it's not a replacement program it's kind of more of like a feeder program like hey there, here's the resources that at least start here and start working and going in this direction um but i tell you man like uh, when, whenever I look back and I reflect on it, like even myself, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm about to turn 40 this year. Um, I did 21 years total time frame, got some bonuses along the way. I've had some houses along the way and that kind of stuff. I wish I would have had like a solid financial advisor to sit down with me going, hey, little brother, don't sell your houses. Instead of spending your money on this, why don't you spend your money on that? Why don't you set yourself up for success that way? And, you know, I was, I was sharing this, this kind of concept that we're, we're looking at and looking at, you know, putting in implementing. Um, with one of my uh, old airmen and, and good friend of mine. And I was like, hey, man, like, you know, ran the ideas by him. He's like, yeah, that would be great. He's like, because I'm debt free. Um, I'm contributing to TSP monthly. And I'm like, okay, I should go to this, you know, specific Air Force base. And they have a financial counseling and advising. So he goes there, sits down with the, the guy. And the guy's like, dude, you're debt free. You're doing all this other stuff. Just keep contributing to TSP. And he's like, uh, okay, like <laughs> I can do that. But like, this is your financial advising. I'm like, yeah, it's probably like a GS four or five or seven, maybe who knows what the kind of GS position in. If they were rich, then they would have probably not be doing that job. If that makes any sense. Uh, looks like one of my lights just turned off too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, either I made a good point or I didn't make a good point. I don't yeah. know yet. But, uh, <laughs> but no, so he's. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to go learn to play golf, right? I'm not going to learn to play golf from somebody who plays, you know, a little bit of golf. I'm going to learn to play golf from somebody who's actually really, really good. And I'm gonna try to get the best. I'm like, so when I look at our, our TAP program, I'm like, okay, why don't we posture ourselves early on in the career and, and get our airmen set up early on in the career where we sit down with them when we start offering financial opportunities and financial classes. We start offering them like some things to think about beyond that piece because you know, it's, it's a fine balance, right? You know, like to your point, we're in the mission, that bubble that we're in, mission, mission, mission. We want them to be focused on being able to kick ass nicknames mm -hmm. and, and do what they gotta do. But at some point, that uniform is going to come off. And, and why wait till you're 18 months? Why not just start setting yourself up for success early on in your career? So when you do get out, I mean, just imagine, man. I, and I don't know about you for yourself and your personal career where you're at and that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to divulge it out here on the, uh, the <laughs> internet or anything. <laughs> not like uh, uh, I think the last time. But, um, well, that's all right. Yeah, we, me and the boss had a conversation yesterday about that. Okay, so. Good. Okay, good. I think I brought that up awkwardly at uh, Tommy's retirement or something like that. So, anywho, um, but, you know, just imagine if we were 20 years younger, 15 years younger, and, and like, the financial decisions. Oh, yeah. Like, when it came to transition, if we already had any side businesses that were producing residual income, if we already had, like, our, our side kind of like, all right, I know I'm going into project management, or I know I'm going to go into you know, whatever gig or, Hey, I don't want to work. I'm just going to be an investor and I'm just going to continue to invest. Could you imagine if we did that exponentially across the Air Force special warfare community, how freaking awesome it'd be. Oh, yeah. And it looked a lot like the Navy SEAL foundation and the Navy SEAL organization is exactly what they're doing, which, you know, looking at them, it's like, yeah, they're, they're doing exactly what we should be doing and what we need to be doing. Just right now we have, you know, let's see. TACP association, TACP foundation. There's the Combat Control Associations Foundations, PJs Association Foundations, and we're all doing great stuff, but we don't have that unified voice. So maybe I'm running yeah. an insurgency indirectly of trying to create the Air Force Special Warfare Foundation. I don't know, um, but I think it would be pretty great if we did kind of like unify our efforts because they're doing pretty incredible, incredible stuff. Um, 
you know, to, to, to brag about them and just kind of some of the individuals I've talked with and engaged with. Yeah, like, let's just say you have a business that you want to get started. How awesome would it be if as the Air Force Foundation, Special Warfare Foundation, like, all right, Peaches, let me hook you up with like X amount of dollars. We're going to invest in you, and then you're going to give us a return on investment to the foundation. And it's just going to snowball, exponentially yeah. snowball. Um, and it's getting people to think beyond the uniform. And I think right now, a lot of individuals, a lot of their identities is based on the uniform. I mean, think about it. I still remember the day when I got my black beret and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, that kind of stuff. And our identities turn into that. And then yeah. you kind of go down that path where, you know, your identity is more than just a, a uniform or a piece of accoutrement, you know, a piece of flair. Uh, if you will, it's uh, and we got a lot of office references today, or the uh, yeah, I'll th- hey, today. fantastic movie, I'll keep it up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's just getting them to kind of um, look beyond just you know, posturing yourself, and, I, and that's really what I see it like to, to what you're describing is I see it as posturing, like posturing yourself for success. Um, so kind of share it with you, and with uh, we'll see how this relationship we're in the relationship building stages of it, but um. I brought this up to my college professor of this idea, and she's like, oh, kind of like the player engagement program that the NFL does. And so I reached out to them through the Honor Foundation Network and some uh, past alumni and got connected and, and was able to talk to some, some key individuals. And, and we're building that relationship right now so where we can basically not reinvent the wheel but kind of use some of the resources that they're willing to share with us mm. in order to create this environment for Air Force Special Warfare to be able to go through. And you know, at the end of the day, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like they're professional athletes. Um, they're, they have a huge level of camaraderie, probably some more than others, but they have this huge level of camaraderie and then they're given a lot of money. Now, granted, they're given a lot more money than any Air Force Special Warfare operators. Yeah. Given. Um, <laughs> we just, we probably get the same amount of money. They just do it in two years where we have to do it in like 22, 22 years. Right. Um, but to that note, like, uh, it's it's they realized that they were giving them a lot of money and they weren't setting them up for success. So they started mm. investing them in their rookie years. So it's like their rookies program. And so I look at this going, yeah, you know, if we should talk to our, our new graduates that are that are donning their berets and go, OK, hey, let, let's really sit down and do this. And maybe it's quarterly. Maybe it's ad hoc. Maybe it's something along those lines that kind of help out and get plugged in with um, with them um, just along their career. And that's really that operator engagement, you know, or or. Cap 2.0 or, or whatever the branding we're going to come up with um, to really to really sell it and, and get the, get these individuals to because they're a lot smarter. Like I, let's just be honest, these young these young cats coming through, golly, they're smart, mm-hmm. um, they're driven, they're motivated. Like you'll find them probably working out on a Friday night, working out, going to the gym, and going to bed at 9:30 compared to when we were young. You know, their age, we're running yeah. around. You know. <laughs> raising hell doing stuff yeah doing stuff there we go hood rat stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah well that so that's really cool i on a side note i sure hope you know with the the player engagement that the nfl is doing i hope they're translating that down to the colleges now that some of those players are getting paid endorsements and stuff like that because can you imagine being 18 19 and you're a superstar at what you know name your yeah. college and you're rolling up in Lamborghinis now and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, it's crazy. Uh, it's and, crazy. And, and you're one, you're one injury away from all that being gone. So whatever debt you had, you know, because, because you're not getting all that money up front, that is spaced out through years and, and that kind of stuff. So that, that front load of, all right, well, I'm going to buy a mansion. I'm going to buy an expensive car. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, it could go away quickly. Right. 
Yeah, it, it really can. And then that's that's where uh, even with Tony, um, with SCI Pro Dev Academy and everything else along the lines, we were talking about that of like, dude, just like, I'll share a little insight. We had, we had one particular, uh, got hit up for um, some support to, to attack P. And this is really kind of, I would say if there was ever like a, a spark that caused us to be like, okay, we got to, we got to adjust. We got to, we got to go in this direction and do this now. So I got an email requesting for $600 and saying this was a financial hardship, the $600 plane ticket for this particular individual. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll support, but there's a bigger problem going on here. If this E5 is having a $600 financial hardship, like there's a bigger problem going on here than, than yeah. just that. Like if we give you the money, cool, whatever, like it will help you out and, you know, kind of put that, put that fire out, I guess, to some degree. But what else is going on behind the scenes? Like what else is going on financially? What else is being a little bit more intrusive? And you, and you know it, man, like it, it's kind of weird how the Air Force side of the house, there's not a lot of that intrusive leadership that goes on. There's not no, a lot yeah. of like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? What, you know, that kind of stuff. How's your family doing? That kind of thing. I think we've had some leaders get a little bit better with that piece. But there was always this hesitation to like, well, I, I, we can't make them do this or we can't, we can't encourage them to do that. We can just, we can suggest it and let them, you know, figure it out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Is that really leadership or are you just managing? You know, because really that leadership is going to be like, hey, I want to make sure the people that surrounded me that we're going to go and fight, they're 100% good to go and, and ready to, to tackle things. And, and even whenever they get out of the military, I care about them. Like it, you get a lot of leaders that are like, oh, I just, I care about my people. I care about my people until they want to move on in their life and leave the, the Air Force and, or leave the unit. And, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Or I'm going to make their life live in hell. Guess what? No more trips, no more TDYs. Uh, you're going to have to show up to report to work and uh, do all this other kind of stuff. Literally hurt people. That's their story. And I'm just like, okay, so you, you just use people. Got it. That's, that's not really a, a surprise there to some degree. Now, you do have great leaders out there, and you've got a lot of other good leaders, too. It's a full spectrum of it. Um, but I think there's been a lot, especially from, the, from, from our past and especially in the association, what I'm hoping to bring is a, a lot less dependence on our senior leaders and more of us actually taking and leading all these efforts. And what I mean by that is just the communication strategy. So one of the things we're shifting our communication strategy is historically, Ben, we're going to talk to the SELs and the commanders and try to get like, hey, I know you're busy and I know you're working until probably 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. And I know you're doing all this other stuff of leading an organization. But could you also be the, get, the, the, the mouthpiece for the association too? Could you also do this? Can you also message this? And it's just like, and I, and I was bringing this up. I'm like, this is not like efficient, and effective at all. We're relying on one person who's already like just task saturated and trying to get as much done to be our like in into the actual organization. I'm like, we, we've got to do a better job at our messaging and our marketing and our branding. And so that's what we're doing. That's what part of the, that's one of the committees and one of the teams that we're, we're putting together for the association right now. We just need help. I mean, it's an all volunteer organization. We don't have the funds to pay people and just coming up with the strategy. So. Uh, we've got one guy, he's actually getting his, uh, not his MBA, but his, his uh, master's. He's doing his graduate studies on marketing. I'm like, nice. hey, this would be a great case study for like actually marketing. So if you're learning something new in class and you want to try it out, like, dude, I'm game. Like I'm getting my MBA right now at Wake and I'm, I'm seeing a, can I actually lead? Like I think I can, um, but can I lead in, the, in this private setting, in this private sector setting? And I'm taking stuff, dude. I'm learning from my from my MBA right now, and applied and already, and trying to get like a little bit more organizational um, kind of structures and that kind of thing to help the team out. Because a lot of it, especially with volunteers, a lot of it they just want to know what to do. They're like, "Hey, I'm here to show up," I'm, or "I'm I'm here," yeah. 
tell me what to do and don't be afraid to tell me what to do and give me like empower me to go do it. And so that's kind of like what we're trying to the approach we're trying to take as our executive team and our board with uh, with all our committees. And and so far, I mean, it, we're only what days the 20th of January. So it, it's going well. It's going great. Oh, did so, you guys uh, just start this on the first? Yeah, no, we've been okay. starting. it. So we had our election uh, of our board of directors and everything back in October with our, our roundup. Um, and then I took over as presidency officially in January, but you know, just getting the ground ready. Right. So we've been, been doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, getting things ready, building out, um, kind of, uh, internal websites, processes, um, really codifying, like how we're going to support something, what we're going to actually support versus just having a, just really codifying a lot of things and really kind of professionalizing it. It's probably the best way to do it and, and share that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I heard you bring up uh, Tony's name from, from SEI, but he's also, you know, integrated with the PJ Foundation. So are, are all the foundations, I, I don't want to say finally, but just are all the the foundations and associations kind of now going with a unified effort to, to try and tackle things? Uh, you know, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. So Mike LaMonica has been, in, I think he's been a, a linchpin to success with that piece. Um, he, he's reached out and he's everybody's kind of bringing everybody together. Dre over at the Combat Control Foundation. I've actually got a meeting with her next week. Um, we're getting it. We're going in that same direction. And even a lot of us are kind of looking around going, okay, how many presidents, vice presidents, secretaries, treasurers, <laughs> bank need? accounts do we actually need, right? Uh, <laughs> how many times, and really this book pulls down to donors. So donors are kind of going like, Hey, I just gave X amount of dollars to the PJ Foundation. Like, now you want me to give money to you? Like, can we just give it to one place and just call it call it good? Um, so, but no, like, it, it's going into, it is going in that right direction. We typically have, like, one annual meeting where it's, like, the, the gathering of the foundations and associations, if you will. Um, but it, it's going in that direction. Um, I think it's just, it's just, you got a lot of people that, uh, man, they cling to that, that identity piece and, yeah. and it's a, it's just a transition phase man it's it's a it's change you know and and a lot of people think that maybe you'll lose it and you know, you'll lose something and i'm kind of like no we gain a lot if we're unified we gain a lot if we're unified and i think yeah, a lot of consolidation other, dude absolutely even just efficiency right like mm -hmm. i mean how many you get too many presidents you get nine presidents in a room like nothing's really gonna happen it's gonna be a lot of talk kind of thing right um so but no so like that's um so that's kind of where Tony and I's relationship got plugged into. And we're, we're really the, the Tony, and I got connected through the, the air force special warfare tap program. And we reached out now, you know, he did this fusion cell piece and everything else along the mm -hmm. lines. And, and uh, he's like, Hey man, I, I've got this, I've got this project that I want to do. And it's really like my baby. I really care about this. I really want to get our individuals like uh, trained up and everything else like that. And I said, okay, man, like, um, let me sign an NDA and I'll give me access to everything. I want to see everything like content, all your stuff. So we did. And I'm like, give me a week and I'll do my business pitch on like what, what, how I would run it and what I would see, how, how, you know, how I would do it. And you know, man, so it, as I was going through all this different material and all this content and everything else, it dawned on me. So back when I was young, staff starting to be a Lobos running around, you know, Afghanistan as a battalion air liaison officer or Balo, I was going up against, and I say this loosely, but I, I was going up against and, and integrating and collaborating with like certain majors uh, with lieutenant colonels, with all these different like senior leaders, right? Because we're part of the staff, part of the staff kind of thing. Think about that though. Think about the professional development gap between a staff sergeant who's got airman leadership school and that sergeant major or that lieutenant colonel and everything else like that. And essentially, as I was upbringing, it's like basically it was like this. 
hey, you don't let that Sergeant Major push you around. You tell him what you're going to do. And remember, you don't work for him. For some people, man, that's really good. Like they can, okay, I can work with it, that kind of stuff. I don't know how many TACP brothers that I had that they just, dude, they just bumped heads like crazy with, uh, with, their, with their staff. And it's yeah. one of those things going like, we almost set our guys up. No, not almost. We did set up our, our, our young Balos up for failure because we were putting them in a room in a space where uh, good grit and personality is pretty much the only thing you went into the room with, not like advanced negotiations, knowing how to talk to people. Uh, not knowing how to like build team dynamics and understanding the storming phases and or you know the, the different phases and everything else along those lines. And you know, nine times out of ten, when I did my PME piece, I would bring in my um, special warfare airmen. They were battlefield airmen called then because you know branding, right? Um, but I'd bring them into the room, and they're like, uh, and this is when I was at the NCO Academy, and even at the senior NCO Academy, I'm like, all right, guys, give me give me some feedback. What do you think? I'm trying to run insurgents here to make this better, and they're like, no, Sergeant V, like. This, we wish we had this earlier on in our careers. And these are our E6s going into E7 roles saying, I wish I had this early on in my career. Yeah. And so that's where I'm like, okay, wow, we re there really is a, if, if ever there was a business case or a problem to solve, like that is a huge problem. And that's kind of one of the things when I, when I gave him that pitch that, he's like, dude, spot on, you got it. You got the position, you're in there. So now I'm like doing the director for the uh, SEI ProDev Academy and really nice. putting that stuff together. Dude, it's, it's awesome. I had a really cool, like... I really care about this stuff because I, I really believe, especially, I mean, the, the, the attrition rates of a special warfare airman going through and, and, and that kind of stuff. We, we just have a little something in the tank that not everybody else has. Yeah. And yet when we get out, a lot of them just fall back on those DOD contracting jobs or SIM jobs or different things along those lines because maybe it's comfortable. And, and if that's what they want, that's okay. But golly, there's a, there is a staunch need for us. And the Honor Foundation really highlighted that. There's a staunch need for our just decision uh, making, our, our ability to collaborate, network, and really make things happen. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's been kind of like the big thing with SEI ProDev Academy. So what's really cool about that, um, it's an adaptable style academy. So uh, I reached out to one of my good friends saying, hey, look, man, I'm doing this. I'm trying to, you know, just kind of... Uh, not really sales, but just saying, hey, what's your needs? Seeing what the problems are out there. And I said, I got an idea for this class. It, it was, uh, what was the class on? It was basically on like organization and like how to actually like build an annual strategy and quarterly game plan kind of thing, right? He's like, that's cool, V, but dude, really? My guys just need troop leading procedures and basic military financial training. I said, all right, give me the weekend and I'll come up with a lesson plan for you and a, and a curriculum for you to be able to go through that. Now with real world events that was going on, this was back in uh, probably... November timeframe, real world, world events kind of forego the opportunity yeah. to do that piece for them. But that's what we can do is we bring in, it's not just Romero sitting here talking, dude, we've got Harvard professors. We've got all kinds of like collegiate professors, um, like professional athletes and coaches that's won like championship games, that kind of stuff. That's all in our speaker society that we have, which is a pretty awesome thing too, where it's not just Romero, like don't take my word for it. Like these individuals have done it. And this is how this translates into your day-to-day -day leading and, and troop leading procedures. Now, for that troop leading procedures, we were gonna, we've got a good solid uh, ranger, uh, ranger instructor that was going to come in and really break that down. No, um, we can teach it gonna, better. That, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I can teach about, like, close air support, and now I'm starting to learn more about business. I can teach you that. But why would you want to learn, you know, troop leading procedures for me when you can learn it from an actual, like, ranger instructor yep. at your place? So that part's pretty awesome. Um, we're doing an event, you know, another epiphany moment too. I was getting ready to leave Colorado Springs and the commander reached out to me. He's like, this is actually a super cool moment. 
He reached out to me. He's like, hey, V, uh, I know you're retired, but do you mind coming in and bringing some of your knowledge? We're getting ready to do our annual like planning session. I was like, first off, thank you. Like, thank you even for considering me to bring in, like bring in and speak to the, speak to the ASOS or be there as a, what, what wisdom on that man's part, right? To sit there and say, hey, look, like, let's bring in some actual like outside people who have done some things and like bring them in just for their perspective too. And I, I thought that was huge on his part. But when I got there, Peaches, when I got there, I, and this probably happens about every change of command or every, like, change of leadership with SELs, right? Uh, he had been command probably about mm, four months, five months, doing, you know, typical kind of observation mode, and mm -hmm. then he's ready to go into that, you know, execution mode, right? Dude, I, I saw a lieutenant colonel trying to single-handedly lead a annual quarterly planning session, but also educate and train and develop and mentor, right? And that's that's typical standard air force well that's what you should be doing as a lieutenant colonel and a squadron commander is you should be teaching your people how to do that piece but there's a difference between teaching and doing and this man was doing both at the same time trying to run through and execute it and i was like you know how cool would it be if on you know have a five-day offsite day zero is just your senior leaders just your SELs, your uh director of operations your superintendents um and your commander and, and whoever else like your key leaders Day zero, you really codify what's the mission and vision and like, where are we going at the next one year, two years, right? Uh, what's the next, the higher echelons, you know, what, what are their goals? What are they getting after? What are they answering right. to? And if there's a vacuum and it's not there, that's okay too, because you can exploit that to say, hey, this is what we're doing and a lack of guidance, you go and execute anyways, right? So how cool would it be if we come in on day zero, get all that information, and then we start going through a whole like, Let's define the problems. Let's define the areas and then have the team, the team there come up with the solutions. And oh, by the way, ProDev Academy is sitting there hosting it and creating all the products for you along the way. And now you can sit back as an SEL or a commander and you can sit back and actually participate versus, I mean, this guy, dude, like over here, teaching here, do this, do that and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, damn, like this is, this is good, but it could be better. And so that's kind of one of the things that one of the, one of the things that we're looking at offering to and to help people out. Other things too, dude, like the PJ Foundation, man, they're doing awesome with it comes to resilience. And so the, they already had a pro, the SCI uh, already had a program called Resilient Warrior. Mm -hmm. We're basically kind of how this process works. And we're looking at how we're going to be able to do this for the TACP Association and Foundation. But to my understanding, don't quote me on this, but essentially the P found, PJ Foundation is helping out the spouses go to these resilience events as well, which is huge because typically what happens is, the member will go have this awesome camping like I did it. I went fly fishing in Wyoming, had an awesome experience. I come back just jazzed up and <laughs> life's great and everything. And my wife's like, that's great. I'm glad you, glad you had a great time. Uh, well, the kids are sick or this is broken or yeah. this happened and this is what I've been dealing with. But hey, I'm glad you had a good time. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're really, we're missing the mark there, right? And that's, yeah. so I think that's a really cool thing that they're doing that piece and, and really uh, how, do, how do we replicate that, you know? And it all comes down to funding. It all comes down to organization yeah. and time, you know? Yeah, that's actually one of the things that my wife is, has said. She's like, hey, yeah, I mean, you can go on these hunting excursions or ski trips or, you know, yachting or whatever, you know, whatever it is. It's this, the the flavor of the month kind of thing. Um, she goes, but <clears throat> you still got to come home and, you know, and what do I, you know, what am I getting out of it? I'm just another trip that you've got to go on. And this mm -hmm. is a fun trip, not a work trip. So it's it's yeah. just a, a different kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's valid, you know. But you're right, yeah. though. It's it's a it's a funding thing too. 
is oh it really is well especially whenever you know for every donor dollar there's something that they're donating to or they should be donating to and so if you're saying hey i i gave this money because you want to be good stewards of the money that's been donated to you i gave this money to to support a veteran going to this because i want to tell all my constituents that we're supporting this then it's like okay cool we want to send their their spouse too we're like uh we just want to help out the veteran yeah and so it's really it's it's a messaging it's a it's, it's all about messaging and branding dude and and getting the word out there to what they're doing but this huge props to the pj foundation they they're doing a really really great job with that and really that's what SCI ProDev Academy is looking to do. It's not just a PJ organization or a uh, combat control or, or tacky or special reconnaissance. Uh, we really look at like, how do we help out our brothers and sisters in Air Force Special Warfare just to make their life better? I mean, could you imagine like that, that just that have that quarterly annual set up when you took over leadership or took, uh, you know, commander takes over command, that kind of thing. Like, could you imagine just having that already set up, already postured? Like, Dude, that would be a no-brainer yeah. to do to help people out. Now you're getting a little bit more direction, mission, and guidance, and now that trickles down. And, and here's the reality of it. If you know where you're going, and I'm dealing with this with my uh, with work, and I'm also helping out other companies and everything else like that. If you know where you're going, it's a lot easier to follow. It's a lot easier to execute. It's a lot easier. It's actually, you, you have purpose whenever you show up to work and you know what you're doing. But if you're just kind of like aimlessly walking around the mall or, you know, what aimlessly just kind of like, you know, getting after and just kind of going and looking. Yeah, it's cool and all. And I use that analogy right there, right? Like, if I know I need to go to the mall because I want to go to, I don't know. Um, Please say hot topic. <laughs> Please yeah, say hot, I want topic to go hot topic. Right? I, I want to get a new, like, one of those chain necklaces or something yeah. like that, right? Those stud necklaces. So I'm going to, I know that I'm going to go there. I'm going to get in. I know where it's at. I'm going to get out. Easy, right? There's no really questions. There's no doubt, and it's, it's in and out. But if I know that I'm just going to go to the mall and just kind of walk around, eh, it's cool. Maybe I'll find something. But really, there's no purpose there. There's no, like, drive. There's no energy there. If I know I'm going somewhere and I'm getting in and getting out, there's a little bit more energy to make it happen. And so if we just look at that very weird and elementary example, we translate that into, like, the associations, the foundations, and, and ProDev Academy of what we're trying to do there. If we have clear-cut purpose and mission and, and drive and everything else along those lines, yeah, it's just going to make it so much easier for people to follow. And I think with this younger generation and even just people in general, like it's easier to jump on board with something if you know what they're doing and what they're about when they're getting after um, yeah. versus just not having that. So that's a, that's a lot of different things that we're looking to, to get along there and, and really just help that holistic person really do some great things. Yeah. I think part of it is also, we have this, we, we have these ideas, right? And they're, they're good ideas. And, and we're thinking like, okay, what if we could do this? Just call it an offsite, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And we could, we could be in a, a Google type playground kind of, you know, office setting and we could do this and man, we'll, we'll come out so much better. We, we try and tackle 50 things instead mm. of let's tackle, let's solve five things that yeah. are actually within our span of control not like yeah. man i sure would love the air force or the dod to to not do this or to to change this well it's probably not realistic that that would change out of this offsite mm -hmm. and if it did if we did manage to change that big dod or air force level thing it's going to take some time so yes sure. we should do that we should create that massive organizational change but for right now, let's focus on the five things or the three things and let's really get after these problems 
and then we'll solve additional ones if we have time or at the next event. Yeah. So it's funny you bring that up. So that's exactly kind of the format we're following. So the, the Special Warfare Mission Support Swims mm-hmm. uh, Summit is going to be uh, scheduled in February. Dude, that's what we're doing. Um, they, they basically are, they're like, Hey, ProDev Academy, can you host this? And, and you got carte blanche just, you know, this is what we want to get after. So meeting with a couple of your leaders uh, and, and really diving down, like, Hey, what do you want to get after this? Like, what do you want to see at the end result uh, of this, uh, the swim summit? And it's been pretty much like a lot of, uh, plain sheet of paper kind of open. Like mm-hmm. we want to have a swim summit. We want to talk about some things. We want to have people come in. I'm like, okay, cool. So the first couple of days, man, it's career field managers. It's uh, match comm managers. They're all going to come in and speak. And as they're speaking, um, I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself and kind of you're getting a little bit behind the curtains here. For, so everybody listening here, this could be something that, you know, we, we could do for you as well. But um, as they're speaking, it's going to be the, the so what, now what, or the what, so what, now what approach. So how many times have you heard some guest speaker come in and talk? And it's like, oh, cool, awesome. Anyways, what's for lunch? Like, what are, what are we doing next? That kind of thing, right? Um, or people go to these summits, right? There's so many different summits that we have yeah. where it's a year, a, a week long summit, and and this is usually how, and, and this is usually how it responds. I already know what you're gonna say. You get back on Monday, and if you didn't do it over the weekend or on the flight, you go and check your email, and then somebody goes like, "Hey, Peaches, hey, how was that? How was that summit? What'd you what'd you get from it? Oh, it was cool." Have some people talk. Uh, we got some cool things going on, or you know, the, you can't really actually like codify like the the what, like what now? Yeah. What are we doing? Like what are we getting after? That kind of thing. So that's what we're looking to do with with this whole uh, swim summit is really get in and say, okay, cool. Let's identify. It's funny you used five. Let's identify some problems. We're looking at five, and then they're actually during this summit they're going to break up into groups and problem solve those problems. And, and then they're going to brief those problems or those solutions, excuse me, to those said problems to their peers and an audience of people that can actually like give them feedback and ideas of what's going on. Now, will they actually be long-term solutions? Maybe, maybe not. We don't necessarily know yet, but we at least got to do something that's a little bit yeah. more tangible. Uh, we're bringing in a um, uh, professor that talks about advanced negotiations in this class. And so what he's bringing in, and I've already spoken to him, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Can you do this in a way of implementing change and negotiating with your peers and how to do this in such a way where you can kind of quasi-negotiate and really set the conditions for people to buy off on these solutions? So that's, that's what we're bringing in that piece. Another one, Kevin Eastman, he's a uh, uh, Celtics uh, championship coach, everything else like that. Talk, okay. Coach LeBron James, all those kind of individuals. He's going to be doing the guest speaking as well. And he's going to be talking about like how do we manage change both for the individual and for the organization as a whole. Uh, and going through that piece. And that's going to be on our last day of that piece. So when everybody's done on that Friday and they go back to their units, they're going to have a workbook with everything discussed. They're going to have an actual, like, hopefully some kind of like, all right, now what do we do with this information? We just spent five days and four days on this summit, four days away from our families, away from our our normal routines, away from everything else that we, we like back in our homes. So how are we going to get our return on investment of our time and go back and really help people understand, understand what's going on. Because again, a lot of it's, oh shit, I got 150 emails. Let me go through these things. And then you get distracted on all these other different things that's going on. And you just wasted, you know, thousands of dollars on it. It's just fires, just fires putting them out. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome in that piece. And that's really, you know, that's just the, just the tip of the iceberg with the pro dev Academy of what we're, we're getting after there. Um, 
so I'm pretty stoked to be a part of that and really, really stoked to be kind of like organizing and, and putting a lot of these events on. We've got a couple other events going out throughout the year, but um, yeah, I just want to see that take off like wildfire and just really help out that, you know, that young staff sergeant that's sitting there is at Balo talking to that sergeant major, like set him up for a lot of success, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah, well, he needs help getting set yeah. up, really, because that sergeant major is going to have that ass. Oh, yeah. It, especially <laughs> if you, it, oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Now I had, um, I had a sergeant major once he, dude, he was awesome. Uh, this guy, we had a certain scenario where basically a young Lieutenant that was, uh, motivated, but motivated in a lot of different realms. And I'm not going to get thrust, not, but no vector. Yeah. Yeah. That, and just a very, like, uh, it was very clear that he was an officer and then I was enlisted kind of approach to that. Uh, and, but yet I was a, I was a Balo JTAC I and C. So, you know, cool story. I'm glad you went to call it. Um, <laughs> But we had, they basically, they approached this particular uh, individual because he was um, not really a, a, a adapting to that particular FOB's, like, standards. Mm. Uh, and they approached him very professionally. They approached him like, hey, we get it, you're Air Force, we recognize your Air Force. And this was the, the Sergeant Major and the, uh, the Squadron Commanding Officer, SCO, that was the Cavalry. They approached him like, hey, we get it, you're an officer, and we get it, we're your Air Force, but, like, could you please, while you're here, we know you're only here for a few days, could you please, while you're here, just, just do these things for us. Dude, he did. And then after like working a long day, I get like a beating on my door and like, hey, Sergeant V, it's like, you know, like the talk monkey kind of thing running, right? And it runs up with my, uh, my hooch and he's like, can you come in here? And uh, you and uh, this particular lieutenant come in here? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, what, dude, what's going on? Like, what, what happened? He's like, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. We get in there, we get our asses chewed by this sco. And he's like threatening to kick him out, all this other kind of stuff like that. And he's yelling or whatever and that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, like, Let's go talk to Sergeant Major because he wanted to talk to us too. And dude, this Sergeant Major, this is where like I got kind of like the, the style of leadership. This guy takes his glasses off, very Don like, sits back in his chair and is like, gentlemen, have a seat. Let's talk. And I'm just like, that was more scary than just getting my, you know, getting my ass. You're like, oh no, here it comes. Yeah. And he's just like, let's let's just have a conversation. It's <laughs> like, okay. So as we're walking out, I'm like, dude, you're shitting where I sleep. Like, stop this. You're gonna be gone in three days, and I still have to work with these people. Um, this I'll, I'll go and tell Andrew. He ends up going back and takes the reporting instructions and like counters them. He ends up getting like kicked out of the talk and not allowed to work with them anymore. And I was just like, Jeez. why? Why are you doing this? Because we had an awesome dude. Like the this particular uh, cavalry squad, and we had it. We were at one part of the fob, and I'm like, hey, can we get me closer to talk? Just that way we can get like for response and everything. They're like, yeah, we'll send some uh, soldiers over there to move your stuff. And I'm like. Hey. All right. It's kind of cool. Sweet. Thanks. Appreciate it. Cause they were, they were taking care of us. We were taking care of them. We had an awesome working relationship with these guys and, uh, had. well, well, they, they pretty much, they still loved us, but they were kind of pissed. Like V don't ever bring that shit into this fob again. I was like, Roger that. Our major like Roger that sco. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy deployment, but yeah, man. So it, it, it's, you know, it's funny. Like I alluded to earlier, I've been out for a year now and, um, there's just so much that, not regret. It's more lessons learned, right? There's so much where I look back on like the last 21 years going, okay, what could I have done to really posture myself for success now? You know, as I look at my kids, my son just turned 20. Um, and so I'm taking a lot of these things and I'm applying to him. So I'm like, okay, cool, buddy. Let's talk finance. Uh, so he, he's doing great in school. My daughter's doing great in school. And then we started homeschooling our kids now. Um, but it's really like, how do I set y'all up and posture y'all for success and, and really 
go that route. And the same thing for our community, you know, being this, this president role, like how do I posture our members for mm-hmm. success? You know, it's no longer the days of just the, the being drunk and it's partying and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Like those days are done. Like, I mean, you can still go and have a good time. Um, in which we still will. And, you know, if we were sitting in probably your office, probably have a glass of whiskey right now, if we were doing this in person kind of thing, but well, maybe not at 10 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, <laughs> mimosas, right? Mimosas. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's almost eight where I'm at. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right. Maybe some, uh, yeah. what are those? Uh, mimosas. Yeah. Mimosas or like, uh, the bloody Marys or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Anywho. But, um, but yeah, just getting people to realize, man, like it's, there's so much more to this life and we can really make like an, an awesome impact. And you know, uh, the model's already been, it's already there. Like yeah. hell, it was there during, after World War II, after, you know, when, when World War II was over, I think I shared this last time, but like USAA, we ha- that's a product of veterans getting together saying, Hey, now what, what yeah. are we doing next? Right. Um, you know, the article 15 guys and, and, and what they're, what they've done. Yeah, they're, they're not even like the same, you know, they're not even the same branch of service. And they're doing a lot of great things and a lot of great successful things there, too. And yeah. Navy SEAL Foundation, a lot of that stuff like that. So it's like, okay, cool. How are we capitalizing on our strengths? Or are we just trying to be too, you know, worried about our own, like, individual identities kind of thing? No, and there's a lot of give back. Like, I'm, I'm meeting with Chachi Pachesa, I think, here yeah. in about two or three days. And he's... You know, he's part of the the Black Rifle Coffee Company's mm-hmm. uh, philanthropy department, yeah. you know. So he comes to Nellis. I mean, he travels all around, but, he, you know, he yeah. comes to Nellis and whatever he does, he stops by, gives out swag, you know, shakes shakes people's hands and that kind of stuff. And, and it's good. And that's, you know, I, that's what I noticed about a lot of these, um, you know, veteran-made companies, if you will, is <clears throat> they they want to give back. They can't give back enough. Um, right. You know, and it's like, if, if our podcast made any money, like we would be giving back too, because we care about the communities and we care about the people that are, have, have gone before us are in now and will be coming, uh, in to air force special warfare. So yeah. you know, we want, we want to help. We want to do that kind of stuff. Um, but it's a part of it's, you know, having the time, but really it's more about kind of money, you know, and, and I can appreciate the, Hey, as a volunteer show up, man, I'm already making decisions in it at work. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here to volunteer so I can appreciate the, just tell me what to do. Like, what do you need (laughs) me to do? And I'll go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, first off, man, I love what you're doing with ones ready. Like it's, it's, it's a huge, huge like platform it's 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 speaking the word it's capturing our stories not quite like sean ryan so but you're capturing our stories like from this piece and and uh i've looked at doing podcasts and stuff like that dude it's not just getting on a video camera and and jumping on and just like talking it's it's a lot more work that goes involved with this and you do a lot of shows uh so man i'm impressed by what you're doing and, and that's not just you know, you know me. I'm that kind of person. So I'm no, I appreciate sure. it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, dude, I'll like, take the compliment. It's a, yeah, I got it. Yeah, no, it's solid, man. Like you guys are doing a lot of work in that piece, and, and it's really like um, it, that's kind of where I see like my contribution to the association right now is just create that yeah. organization, create that structure and that that process where if we have donors come to us, one, we take care of our donors. Actually, uh, I learned this from uh, from JT. Um, he sat down with us and and uh, we were talking. This was last year, and it. And it's just resonated and stuck with me. So he donated a certain amount of money to a certain organization. 
And it, you know, it was, it was a, it was a good chunk of money, right? Nothing, it was a good chunk of money. And he's like, you know, when the last time I, the next time I heard from him, the next time they came out with their hand open and asking for money. And so it was a year later. So he basically it was every year they were coming in like, Hey, can you give us money? Can you give us money? Ooh. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like very yeah. transactional. Yeah, very, very. And that's not what we want to do. And that's one of the things where what we're doing. And that's part of that CRM, that customer relationship management software and everything else like that. Like, tracking that just saying thank you or just saying you know sending a thank you card or a plaque or something along those lines to true because we do appreciate it we genuinely do yeah, appreciate yeah. it but it's just that follow-through of just showing that appreciation to our donors and taking care of them because at the end of the day they're the ones that are putting the money in the account um and uh yeah i, I can get it i can do i can get into all of that no it's know, taking care it's, of that 100 percent, and that's actually something that you know it's being having been on the receiving end of that, you know, just with some of the positions that I've held, right? Or you know, um, you won't hear somebody from a long for a long time, and then all of a sudden you get something from them, and you're like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. I'll give it." I wonder what's about to follow here. Yeah, and then and then oh, here here comes the text that's an yep. ask or a phone call, and you're like, you know. And, and I get it. It's, it's tough. Like I, I am guilty of it too. You know, communication is a two way street. It sure. is difficult because life happens. You're doing a job, you're working foundation and association stuff, and you're working mm-hmm. SEI pro dev and you know, things happen, things get busy. People fall off your radar. It doesn't mean that you don't care about it, but people fall off the radar. It takes work to stay connected and, and network. And if somebody falls off, that doesn't mean that they have, you know, dismissed you or something like that. Maybe it's got a lot going on and maybe you just need to, you know, say, Hey, just if, if so, so I have a habit of what I do is if somebody crosses my mind, right. Just a fleeting thought mm-hmm. is I will just, if I have my phone on my, I will pick up my phone and just send a text saying, Hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Like, Dude, I do the exact nope, same. That's I was getting it. ready to share that. I was, I do the exact same thing. And it's just, it's, it's kind of out of the blue, just kind of like, uh, like, oh, actually one of the guys who did my uh, jump master evaluation, I, I just did that. I reached out to him saying, you know, man, like this is 10 years ago. Like, thank you. Thank you for your, like the way you conduct yourself. It was professional. It was good. Like just kind of reflect on that. And then, you know, you never know what's on the other end where they're at, like, you know, where their heart's at, where their head's at kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That's, that's solid. That's solid, man. I do the same thing. And you know, what's cool about that is, is I'm now not asking for something. Yeah, like I had, uh, it was kind of funny. I, had, I just did this with my uh, coach from the Honor Foundation, dude. He threw me off like big time because during our like meetup, we hadn't talked in over a year, and uh, he's like, "Okay, so what can I do for you? How can yeah. I help?" You? I'm like, "Uh, uh, I, dude, I was just genuinely reaching out just to reconnect because it's been a year and we haven't really talked too much, and I just want to see how you're doing and just check in on you and just kind of yeah. share where I'm at and how you're, you know, your coaching impacted and where I'm at today and." Yeah, so it definitely throws, you know, and that's a good piece, probably just doing that because that's, that's what he does. He wants to help people out kind of thing. But, yeah, man, that's yeah. A, such a big thing to do and be there for. And that really goes into that resiliency aspect of things, right, for people. Oh, yeah. Knowing that, they, that you care is huge. Yeah, well, and if they do, like, you need to be prepared because sometimes you will get a, actually, I'm not, I'm not doing well at all. And mm-hmm. here it goes. And it's like, okay, man, well. I text you and I took the time to text you or call you or, or email you, whatever it is, because I thought about you. So now I'm, I'm ready, man. What, what you got? Right. Like, how can yeah. I help? 
you know yeah you can't be like oh man i'm sorry to hear that anyways uh just <laughs> bro uh, that sucks uh, <laughs> later good luck yeah <laughs> sucks to yeah. be you yeah <laughs> yeah you, you can't really go that route you gotta you gotta yeah, yeah. definitely be genuine and i think we have a lot of people out there that are hurting we have a lot of people out there that um that are conquering too and i think that's that that yeah. you know just because you take the uniform off and everything doesn't mean that that warrior spirit kind of thing goes away like you, you still gotta go and tackle and conquer things and um yeah no so that's that's kind of what trying to do and just get, get at and tackle life actually it was kind of funny on that note uh one of my my teammates within the association we were talking about we're going to start putting out our uh bulletin again and we're going back and forth and i'm just like knees deeps and assessments and everything that i'm doing for for the for the job kind of thing and uh he's like hey man just take take some time off for yourself this weekend too and i was like well um what did i say to him i said something like to the degree of um when you're living your life basically uh, it doesn't matter I don't, I don't need to read like here you go found it <laughs> yeah he says okay sounds good take some time off this weekend too for a break and have a good weekend bud and i was like yeah my weekend's full of you know podcasts community meetings uh birthday parties that kind of stuff i'm like when you do what you want weekends are no longer a thing uh just treat it yeah. every day that you're going to live your life and live your life to the fullest and that's really man like as as for our members that are getting out of the military, you know, we didn't really have weekends, especially when we were deployed. That was always kind of funny things. Like it blew my mind when like the, what was it? Like the, the military personnel center was closed on like Sunday or something. I'm like, what, what are they we're, doing? Like they're going yeah. to the Kandahar club or something. Like yeah. what? Like, <laughs> no, nah, we're, we're closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Salsa night, Thursday night, yeah. right. Uh, never went to that. Never, no. never went to that. Saw it average no. a lot. Um, and maybe, maybe that's what people had to do. I don't know. Not for me. Um, but dude, that's that's just getting people to like recognize and getting getting our teammates right to recognize. Hey, look, like you took the uniform off, like don't go to Fort Living Room and just lay around and die. Like go live your life to the fullest now. Like you got all this yeah. opportunity to go do great things, and um, and, and you're just more than just a just you know your identity as a beret wearer. Kind of thing. Yeah, um, and even for our swim folks, you know, you're you're more than just you know your your identity of of being in the military. Although it's you know, I look back on it, man, there's, there are times and not too many, but there are times when I miss, like, I see some of my buddies, like they did go in some of those contract gigs and they're wearing like kit and they're out there with the boys and, you know, doing the job and everything else like that. I'm like, ah, okay. You know, I, I do miss having the old killing suit on and, you know, getting after things. I do miss that piece. I do miss out the camaraderie or even just the whole throwing what rocks at something waiting for aircraft to check in, you know, the classic, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so I do miss that aspect of it. Um, but uh, man, I tell you what though, it, it's such a, it's such a big world out there. And even that transition yeah. into the private sector, uh, dude, it's different. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get too much on this podcast and, and on things on the, on the official record for the internet, but, uh, yeah, there, there's some, it is a different world out there working in uh, strictly private sector. And I think that, a lot of our, our industry out there wants our ability to be straightforward, honest, to the point, direct. And then when we show up and we're straightforward, honest, and direct, it's intimidating. Um, yeah, it can be taken the wrong way. Yeah, exactly right. So just having to navigate the language, navigating the approach um, is usually a good thing. But uh, yeah, that, that'll be for another podcast, maybe maybe in a month or so. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Well, it sounds like you're doing good. You're definitely doing good things out there. Um, you know, for, for the Air Force Special Warfare TAPS, the, the, 
man, I still can't shake this cough. The TechP Association, um, and obviously this the subsequent foundations. Well, I guess they're not subsequent, but the the follow on foundations and stuff like that. And and then I think it's awesome that you're you're giving back still with uh, SEI ProDev. So uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks thanks for giving back and doing everything you do for those that are have served, are serving, and will be serving. Absolutely, man. My, my pleasure. It's been a, it's a joy. It's a, uh, I get excited about it, right. Just to be able to help people out. And then, um, it's also too showcasing, you know, for, for my own things, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't get paid for this, but you know, it's one thing to go to school for something. It's, I get the opportunity to go to school and actually directly apply it to see, you know, like I've got my own case study that's working out. And by the way, dude, going, I don't know if your college background experience of like online versus in person. So. Yeah, I think this was around the time frame. I started my online on uh, for my MBA online for Wake Forest or whatever. Dude, the first week I'm in class and it's like, hey, Peaches, that's a really good idea. Uh, have according to this, yada, 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 for the discussion board post. I was like, no. Like, what was that Vince McMahon? Like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing this. This is not what I want my graduate experience to be. Um, man, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty awful and, and not in the bad on the institution sake. It's just for myself. I'd done my undergrad all yeah. online. And so I'm like, I actually want to sit in and dude, it's, we moved to North Carolina. We're in Winston-Salem. We're going to Wake Forest, uh, university and, and person at Winston. And, uh, man, just, just having those surreal moments of sitting in class and actually like having a group of peers. Now I am kind of one of the old guys. I'm not the oldest guy in the room. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, the I thought I was the oldest guy. Fine. And then like. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the professor is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there, there's a couple older gentlemen in there, but uh, but no, like, yeah, it's just cool to, like, I don't know, just sit back and just learn and sit back yeah. in here, just hear a lecture and, and actually apply the concepts. And uh, I will say business analytics is, is challenging, but I think I'm going to end up switching my major to, like, MBA with an emphasis on business analytics. Uh, just because, man, at the end of the day, data is what sells. Data is yeah. what it's about. You can have your theories and be a good speaker all day long, but if you don't have the data to back it up, just hot air so no, i'm with you yeah well awesome man well we'll close it up and uh again thanks for what you're doing appreciate you coming on sharing the stories sharing all the all the goodness and then um yeah whenever you got something else pop up that you you want to tell like come on on yeah absolutely absolutely it'll be the it'll be the air force special warfare foundation kickoff no i'm kidding but yeah that actually it's I like, been discussed i, like I don't think you're just setting setting conditions that's all just we're say it. yeah put this speak it into existence right is that one of the things right just say it, it and then people just, yeah there we go that's how um, I, I i i planted seeds with all my assignments and just kind of plant a seed about two years beforehand yeah and just and just kindly grow it and then nice it hasn't always worked out but it's it's that okay for me so yeah right on yeah all right, right so on, everybody that's brother. out there oh absolutely everybody's out there don't forget to like subscribe hit that review uh, or hit that notification bell leave us a review check us out at onesready.com buy a flag buy a shirt you can also get a tackle gear out there so if you're in prep for uh any of the pipelines they've got fins ropes masks snorkels all that kind of good stuff on there so check them out uh at onesready.com so all right we're out here later awesome